So before there was anything, there was God and a few angels and a huge swirling glob of rocks and water with no place to go. The angels asked God, why don't you clean up this mess? So God collected a few rocks from the huge swirling glob and put them together in clumps and said, some of these clumps of rocks will be planets and some will be stars and some of these rocks will be just rocks. Then God collected water from the huge swirling glob and put it together in pools of water and said, some of these pools of water will be oceans, some will be lakes, some will be clouds, and some of this water will just be water. Then the angels said, well, God, it's neater now, but is it finished? And God answered, nope. So on some of the rocks, God placed growing things and creeping things and things that only God knows what they are. And when God had done all of this, the angels asked God, is it finished now? And God answered, nope. And then God made humans from some of the water and the stardust and said to them, I'm tired now. Please go finish the world for me. Really, it's almost done. But the two humans, they, they replied, we can't finish the world alone. You have the plans. And besides, we are too little. You are big enough, said God. But I agree to this. If you keep trying to finish the world, then I will be your partner. The two humans said, what is a partner? And God answered, well, a partner is someone you work with on a big thing that neither of you can do alone. And if you have a partner, it means that you can never give up because your partner is depending on you. On the days that you think that I am not doing enough and on the days that I think you are not doing enough, even on those days, we are still partners and we must not stop trying to finish the world. That's the deal. And they all agreed to this deal. So then the angels asked God, so is the world finished yet? And God answered, I don't know, go ask my partners. I start with this story because I want to talk, talk with you about covenant and covenant can be one of those jargony words that maybe some of you have some history with some HOA type history or some religious history that, that makes you kind of freeze up when you hear this word. So I start with this story because I want to keep pointing us back to the core of covenant being simply the act of partnership. So Unitarian Universalism is a covenantal faith rather than a creedal faith. Some of you may have wondered, what does it mean to belong to a church or a religion where there are not shared beliefs? How do we really connect? Are we really a church when we don't have shared beliefs? Well, shared beliefs as a joiner is a creedal type church, but we are a covenantal church. As the 16th century Unitarian Francis David has is said to have said, we need not think alike to love alike. Covenant, being a covenantal church, is what it means to love alike. Covenant is about promise of partnership, that promise of loving together, unleashing courageous love. Love and covenant is people making promises to each other, to themselves and to and with the spirit of life itself, what some would name and experience as God, but you need not name it that way if that's not for you. 
Covenant describes our promises of partnership in service of our highest ideals, our promise towards justice, our promise towards steadfast love, our promise of mercy and honesty and compassion and generosity. These promises we make to each other, to ourselves and to something greater, they are based in love and loyalty, not legalism, which is to say that choice in covenant is perpetual and essential. There is no coercion in covenant. One of the best gifts of covenant is the act of knowing that you are choosing to be in this partnership again and again and again. It is based in love and loyalty, not legalism. Because we promise though to serve our highest ideals, with our partners, brokenness is sort of implied in covenant because it's their promises that are so big. We're going to serve justice together. We're going to create worlds of freedom and liberty and create nonstop compassion and generosity. These are impossible highest ideals. So we will always fall short, which means that the practice of repair and forgiveness are also essential components of covenant. We are, as Jewish theologian Martin Buber says, we are promise-making, promise-breaking, and promise-renewing creatures. A violation of covenant is a violation of trust. In other words, it's not like, oh, well, you just didn't happen to do that one thing you said you were going to do. The violation of covenant feels like betrayal because there's something that has been uh, broken in the relationship itself. Now, though we promise to each other in a covenant, in, for example, our church covenant, we promise to each other the direction of those promises is always pointed towards those who are not actually in the covenant, especially those who are marginalized or oppressed, because it's there that we find the distance, the gap between our highest ideals and reality. So though we promise each other, the direction, the, the thing we're for in covenant is for something beyond us, because it's in it's to serve and to try to close that gap between our highest ideals and reality. Now, to be a community of covenant is to be a community held in trust and accountability, which means that we are not a casual group that just journeys together whenever we feel like it, but rather it is an explicitly made commitment to companion each other towards a greater love. Love in ourselves, love in our own lives, love with and others, and love in life itself. The commitment of covenant is where the depth of our faith is found. As you start to experience and understand what it means to make these promises of partnership and to work together over the long haul, as Sean likes to say, a church is a very human endeavor, which means that we will inevitably disappoint each other. We will break our promises. And yet the gift and depth of our faith is found when we stick it out and decide to return and do the work of repair, restoration, reconciliation, forgiveness, 
because we've decided to be partners. And even on those days when I feel like you're not doing enough and you feel like I'm not doing enough, even on the days when we feel like we're too little or that someone else must have the plans, even on those days, we're still partners and we can depend on each other depend on each other in the tangled blessing of life to give, to receive, to be in the work together because we know we can't do it alone. It's a gift to be partners. <laughs>